You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Intelligence After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Intelligence After Show. Oh, yeah. Yes. Kane is in the house. Kane! What up, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, children of the New World Order? Right, that's what it feels ah, like. I'm your host, Ryan Hooks, coming at you live from the AfterBuzz TV studios with Intelligence, Episode 10, Kane and Gabriel. Yes. Joining me, as always, on the panel, the lovely Yale Teagle. Hello, everyone. And always ever-talented, ever-bearded, Lem Gonzalez. What up, y'all? Dropping the fat, sick beats in the booth, Martin. Yeah. What's up, guys? What up, How's Martin? it going? He's still out. This is my first intelligence show. First yes. intelligence show with yeah. Martin dropping beats in the booth. Let's do it. Coming awesome. at us with the Kane theme song. Right. It felt like it was 300. Like, that's what ah. I felt like we were about to do after show four. I just wanted to hear breathing, though. Kane always just is. <sighs> oh, yeah. Because he doesn't talk. Right, exactly. The mask. Sucks on the straw. Done. Right. Uh-huh. Done. Let's talk about intelligence. Let's yeah. do it. So. Last week was Lem's probably favorite episode to date. It was. Mm -hmm. So tell me, Lem, what did you think about this week's episode? You know, this really came close. Like, I want to say this almost matches last week's episode um, just because for different reasons. Um, But, you know, me, I'm I'm the love man. And there was a lot of love going on. Not as much as last time, but my one of my favorite characters, Lillian Strand, had a moment with her daughter where she cried for that. And I wrote that down. She cried for the first time. And I cried with her in my heart. And, and she had those heart-to-heart moments yes. with Riley. Yeah, nice. yeah, it, during the episode. It was great. I love that because, again, you know, I really like to see her different and kind of a little exposed and a little vulnerable because she's, you know, she's so hard. But, I mean, that's what she does, and she's good at what she does, and she's a great character. But to see her kind of out of the, you know, even breaking protocol, you know, which uh, Riley kind of got her to do and, and gave her the, you know, the, the go sign. Um, but I, I loved it. I loved it. But did she really break protocol? Or she's just like, you just need to leave town. I can't Don't tell you question. anything. Yeah. Just do it. Well, she break her protocol. Let's put it that all way. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into that more in a little bit. But we first are. off, I want to know what Yell had to think about all this. Um, I was really excited about this episode because it took place in San Francisco. San Francisco. And now that you've seen it, how excited about this episode are you? Um, I don't know if anyone is aware of this. People who live in San Francisco probably know this very well. Um, the exterior shots when they showed you the bridge or S. SFO. Yeah, those were San Francisco. Nothing else was San Francisco. Alamo Square. That was not Alamo Square. I don't know what that was. There's not that much concrete in Alamo Square. That was over in Torrance. In some um, hood, hood park just so you something. know, Alamo Square is where the, the full house house is. Right. You have a view of downtown San Francisco. Pink ladies. Yeah. It's yes. a beautiful mm-hmm. park. That was not it. I don't know what that was. I mean, how much of uh, that show was actually filmed in San Francisco as well? Whatever. That's not the I'm just saying, they showed the house and the park, and then all of a sudden now they're in a studio at ABC or wherever the heck they filmed that. It's not the point. In Los Angeles, California. It was Good Morning San Francisco. Listen, everything good is filmed in Los Angeles, California. That's all I'm saying. A lot of shows are filmed. Including in- the brand new Oxygen Television show, 
Maria Menounos, Tasting Maria Menounos. Yes. I think Martin wants to tell us about it. What yes. Do yes, I do. Uh, watch this little promo about our boss here, Chasing Maria Menounos. Dude, let's she, hear uh, Maria. Yeah, let's check it out Done. right now. Tuesdays on Oxygen. I'm Maria Menounos, and my life can get a little crazy. I host Extra. I'm an actor, producer, dancer, wrestler, and a lot of other things. I live with Kevin, my boyfriend of 15 years. Do you really love me? I would say that I'm in serious like. And my parents. Yep. I just said I live with my parents. You drive me crazy. You drive me crazy. My parents want us to get married. You both love each other. Get married. Kevin and I don't. I am going to get married when I want to get married. I think I want kids. Kevin definitely doesn't want them now. This is being pushed on to us. And of course, my parents wanted them yesterday. This year, you got to have it. And I have a house full of people counting on me financially. If I take my eye off the ball, everything can fall apart. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or wants us to do. It's what we want to do. Everyone things that they know what's best for me, but I'm really the only one. I have got to figure things out. Chasing Maria Menounos is so new. Every Tuesday at 10, 9 central, starting March 18th, only on Oxygen. It seems like oh, chaos in paradise. It is. It's a little bit chaotic over there in Maria's house, but it's awesome. It's always chaotic when Maria's around. So, I feel like that's her life all the time. There it is. She's a busy girl. The drama with Kevin? I think it's going to be good stuff. Good stuff. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. That's I'm definitely looking, looking forward. forward to it. We'll see what happens. Yes. Oxygen. Make sure you watch in. it. Yes. Tuesday at 10. Chasing Remy Nunes. There yes. you have it. All right. Let's talk some more about San Fran. Let's do it. Or lack thereof and the yeah. trouble in San Fran. So our episode starts off with our exterminator buying some chemicals, mm-hmm. some boron trifluoride and some methyl chloride and some other chemicals that I don't know what they are, what they do. or When what you saw that, did that kind of take you to a, a different show? Um, when I saw that, I, 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 I was reminiscent of Breaking Bad to me. <laughs> did you, the chemicals? Did you, yeah, yeah, the did you chemicals? feel that? Yeah, because I was like, oh, it's going to be a meth situation? Chloroform. Like just, because like that's like the last Chloroform. Right. <laughs> right. Just wanted to point that I out. I actually, I sat there and I was like, oh man, like. I should write these chemicals down. I'm sure this is important. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, Ryan's got it. I totally wrote them down. I rewound it <laughs> twice. And I put on closed captions so that I would know what they were. Awesome. <laughs> it's all good. So we, we get our exterminator buying chemicals. We don't know really much about him. Next thing we cut to, uh, we meet Jano Starbucks. Right. In San, it's the thing to do in San Francisco, right? Go to Starbucks. I don't want to talk about it. No, we don't talk about it. <laughs> no, he wasn't in San Francisco. It doesn't matter. He's in somewhere that needs to be relevant. To right, he wasn't in San Francisco yeah. at that point. Yeah, Correct. he wasn't in San Francisco. I think he was. No, he wasn't. He had to drive to San Francisco. Yeah. Okay, fine. Well, anyway, his real name is Anton. Yes. As we learned. And Anton is getting threatened by the Chichins. And there's some organized crime unit. Um, and he knows some things. And he has to go meet up with the exterminator. And then kills the exterminator. Mm-hmm. Finally, we're getting some more death on the show. Things we've been missing <laughs> all our lives. Right. But... We find out that they're making chemicals, uh, making chemicals. They made the chemicals. They're mixing the chemicals together, and they're making some kind of chemical agent uh, that they're going to unleash on San Francisco. Mm-hmm. We don't know yet who is behind it or why, but at this point, are you guys scared? Um, at this point, I was busy focusing on the fact that they said that they entered San Francisco by going over the Golden Gate Bridge, and I was thinking geographically what that meant and how it was wrong. So at this point, I wasn't scared. I was angry. <laughs> I feel like we're going to get that a lot this week. I apologize. (laughs) Anger about the misuse of San Francisco. Yale will be angry. Don't mess with the Bay, basically, is what we're saying. It's all right. (laughs) I wasn't scared, is the point. We we haven't even got to the fact where they're scanning the van yet, though. You're, like, way ahead of yourself. I apologize. No, it's cool. Because we got to go back to Cyber Command first and meet our good friend Vaughn getting tested on. Mm Mm-hmm. 
this part was really funny to me. Yeah. Because A, Head Nelson. <laughs> of course. Telling jokes. Of course. Number one reason. But B, I, I love the point where they're like scanning his, his uh, cortex and all that. They're like, have you been crying? That was so good. <laughs> and he's like, no. Like totally. Just, I, I bet he had been. He's of probably, course he like, has. He's all, been crying about Amelia. He's all sad about everything and crying about it. And yeah. He's like, uh, no. Are we done yet? It's two minutes till. Are we done yet? Right. I want to get up out of here. Oh, come on. Let's go. Yeah. Luckily, Lillian comes in and saves the day and gets him out of there because there's a crisis in San Francisco. Right. We learn about Vincent Canelo. He's the exterminator. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, an undercover. Uh, he's a witness protection. Right. But all of the people that we talk about this week are in witness protection. Mm-hmm. And they're being used because they have some skill or asset. Mm-hmm. So when they went into this part, did you guys get like super confused when they were talking about... Uh, the potential rider meets the mule, meets the carrot, meets the stick. No, I actually, I knew exactly what they were talking about. I was like, wait, what? Why do they, I mean, I got <laughs> I mean, it. I mean, I'm joking, but. <laughs> As the episode went on, I figured it out. But when they right. first started bringing it up, I was like, wait, what? Well, when they explained it and they were like, here's how this metaphor works for mm-hmm. those who don't know. Right. You know, this I was still confused. Like, really? I mean, have you not heard those terms before? No. At all? Uh-uh. Do you watch, huh. like, cop shows? Sometimes. Not enough, clearly. Exactly. Clearly you not need enough. to watch more. The mule and the rider and the stick and the carrot. Yeah. And the delivery system. Well, apparently, <laughs> I am on a limb out here. Not a stick, but a limb. Talking about things that I don't right. know what I'm talking Actually, about. Actually, if you either watch cop shows or, like, have, you know, know what drug dealers do. Because they use the same formula. So, if, you know. Something you want to tell us? Uh, so, no, tell us no. about your secondary curriculum. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I don't know any of that personally. But I may know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Um, who who robs somebody. Who, who watched <laughs> cop shows. Who That's watched, what it is. Who was on Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. The true story. Right. But it seemed, I guess the metaphor also seemed a little eccentric to me and crazy because they used, like, multiple people were the mule Mm -hmm. because there were different delivery forms because we had three different mules in this. The the guy that got the chemicals, the guy that made the bomb, the guy that was administering the bomb. Mm -hmm. But then there was only one rider who they were looking for. Right. And then, obviously, the carrot was the bomb itself. What was the stick? The briefcase? Um, was there a stick mentioned? Yeah. No. I, I mean, I'm just assuming if I'm figuring this metaphor out, oh, is you're the just, stick. You're just throwing stuff on there. No, I'm, I'm assuming, like, is the stick the the place where they go to deliver the bomb? I don't know. I uh, believe they explained it all. I yeah. do recall it being explained. Well, if you would have thought about this more, we would have these problems taken care of. <laughs> I apologize. I was busy getting angry. <laughs> I was busy. <laughs> Sorry. So we learn about our hacker. A little bit. He's got a domestic hack going on, and they've been running the different factors about what will happen with the chemicals based on what they are. Mm-hmm. Putting these different things together and saying, okay, if these chemicals go off downtown, for example, what's the worst possible case scenario based on winds and what it could do if it goes off over here? Less harm and damage. But they learned that the chemicals aren't actually going to kill people. They're going to mm-hmm. paralyze people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Well, that's that's actually a really interesting twist on it. I mean, usually we're used to bombs that kill people. Are meant to kill mm-hmm. people. That's what people usually do. They blow up, you know, places to kill everyone. And I think that this was a really interesting story in that it turned out that he was trying to put these people in the position he was in. Right. And that is just really an interesting concept. And I think that was really creative and clever of the intelligence uh, writers. And I was very excited to see that. If only they had done their research on San Francisco. If only San Francisco. I'm sorry. Does anyone else feel like San Francisco was not represented well in this episode? (laughs) I don't know. I I feel like, no, it's joking. You explained it perfectly Mm -hmm. well. Okay. Well, we know that the Golden Gate Bridge cannot be accessed from the way that they came in. Mm -hmm. 
And we know that they were not in Alamo Park. Square. Square. Alamo Square. Okay, fine. And we know that... The daughter's apartment, uh, just just to jump ahead real quick, there's no way she could afford that single apartment by herself. She said her boyfriend moved out months ago. She could not still live there alone. But if her parents supported her, it's very possible. That's true. Especially if she had an estranged mother who they don't get along very well, but she feels bad because she's always right. working and never around and pays for it. Fair because enough. obviously she just paints and she just turned 21. We Clearly. established that. We've established that. Right. Because she looks so, like she's 12, but right. she's drinking wine. Mm-hmm. Right. So she obviously is getting help from her parents. All right, I'll allow it. So we'll allow that. The yeah. daughter, we'll her, yeah. the Rebecca, the painter, right, who lives in San Francisco, um, whose father lives in Marin, not too far away, right, which in is Marin, just across the bridge. It is. It's just north. In the safety zone from the bomb, apparently. It is. But it's cool because they take off. Uh, we find out that Anton has finished making his portion of the bomb, but he needs to deliver it. They get to San Francisco because they decide they have to go save the day. But they're worried about jeopardizing the mission by telling Rebecca, uh, you know, and Lillian's obviously going to say, I'm going to follow protocol. I'm going to do what's right. And she goes to visit her daughter, mm-hmm. goes to talk to her and see what's going on. Uh, at the same time, Riley and Vaughn are trying to figure out where the bomb is, what's going on with that. And... Based on some of the things that Dr. C and Nelson have done, they figured out that these chemicals could only be put together in a certain compound. And they have to have a high ventilation system and a lot of heat to make the compound work. So they figured out there's about 14 places they could figure, and then they go and find it. When they find out where the stuff is being cooked, uh, Vaughn uses his sweet technology, as, always. Love, as he loves so much, always, uh, and finds out that the camera is still live. Gets a phone call from our good friend, later to be named Kane. Yes. But you know what's funny to me whenever Gabriel gets phone calls is that he touches his ear like a Bluetooth to answer it. I noticed that. So does he have something in his ear? In this episode, he said that the phone call was coming to his earpiece. Because they have earpieces that they can talk to each other. I'm assuming it's one of those tiny ones that go in the ear and are barely seen. That's how they communicate with each other. Yeah, like the FBI were. Yeah. But those are not like you can't call those. Those aren't like phones. I was thinking it was going to his like connection to the internet. Like that was like, like in, in, into his chip. Into his chip. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought at first. But just like you said, it makes sense because, um, I mean, they all do the same thing. Right. I mean, especially when uh, Riley, you know, she gets the call into her ear. It just I don't think it's as um, blatant as what he was doing. And this is the first time that I think I've seen that I remember. Correct me if I'm wrong. Where he got a call like that from like, yeah. someone else. Yeah, he and wasn't he, actually using a phone. And he muted it. He like right. he muted it to talk to her. Right. It's he, he's made up on calls before, but yeah, he yeah. muted it. Go on. No, that was it. It was just hilarious yeah. that he's treating his his head and earpiece if right. there is one even like a real phone. Now, have you guys ever wore earpieces before, like the small ones like that? No. Because I could justify seeing if they like put their finger on their ear and held it there. Mm-hmm. Because if you've got one earpiece in, but there's stuff going on in the background and the noise, mm-hmm. you want to hold it to cover the sound so it stays in your ear and you can hear it. But like just touching it to answer it just seemed a little bit but crazy to me. Let's let's keep it real though. Um, this guy has a chip in his brain. So <laughs> <laughs> listen, I'm more worried about the fact that he's touching his ear weirdly. Let alone the fact he that he can be a touching his, his chin and answer the phone. He has a chip in his brain. Hello? What I'm saying Hello? is, <laughs> it doesn't matter where it is. It's going to happen because this is what intelligence. For those of you listening you know on saying? audio, Yell is touching her nose <laughs> to answer. Sorry. 
Hello, poking the nose. So I think the, the whole point of him touching his ear, I think, is just you know, it, it shouldn't matter because he has a chip in his brain and he can see things. Um, sure. In but the but past, but he heard ringing, like it was ringing. And it, <laughs> it was like he was getting a phone call. Yeah, it was. But it had to. But honestly, though, it had to be that way for the scene because the guy is talking to him on the phone. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of it really had to go that way because if it went another way, it wouldn't really have the same impact. I think it would have had the same impact if the guy just called him on his phone, like on his regular phone. Yeah, I think that would have done just as that would have been just as efficient. Right. Hmm. And he would have had I mean clearly he has the technology to do these things because he's hacking all these mainframes. Right. And you know, he's got a T3 internet connection. And he hacked into uh witness protection, which is the and, most secure right. and uh, found thing. the people. Yeah. But maybe maybe it's just well, okay, I'll tell you what. This is how I saw it. Because this the guy Kane is so intelligent in what he's doing and he can hack into these super systems. He hacked into his chip yeah, like not chip, but into his earpiece or whatever, as opposed to just calling on it. Because any villain yeah, but, can just call you on the phone. Yeah, but if he hacked into the earpiece, that means that the earpiece has some sort of phone number. Right, that's secure. Do you see what I'm saying? Not just the radio wave, but like a phone right, line. Right, but I'm saying that's secure because we've had people call him, mm-hmm. but on a regular phone, that's like regular. You know, villain stuff. This he's guy's a, a super villain. Well, he's a technological villain. All right. So we got to, I, I think that the show did that to show like how technologically okay. advanced he is. And, and, yeah, and as he's talking to him, he's like, I can't find you on facial recognition. Right. Who are you? Right. I, I see your friend Riley over there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's and like, all the stuff he knew about her until she went missing off the grid because yeah. she became a member of U.S. Cyber Command. But, you know, uh, He's able to, to facial recognition everyone. He's using the cameras all over to right. mix Gabriel signals up as well as follow the people that he's working with. Mm-hmm. He's actually a Gabriel, you know what I'm saying, yeah. in a sense. He's he's working, he's doing the same thing that Vaughn does and what he does with, you know, facial recognition, you know, going through the Internet, you know, finding different things. And I think that's what one of the things I did like about this episode because it's almost like he was in battle with himself, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, because he cut the cameras off as well right. later when they're in exactly. the Exactly. A lot of the same thing he could do. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, good for him. <laughs> we find out, though, that he asked uh, Vaughn if he's an athlete. He looks like a swimmer. Mm-hmm. And that he's also he's got a lot of labored breathing and mm-hmm. he's, you know, doing things with that. Because he asked him about it. He's like, why are you, you know, breathing? It later becomes an issue where he knows every time he's lying, he takes a, a breath off of this machine. No, he sips out of the straw. Is it the sip out of the straw? Okay. Mm-hmm. He uses the, the sipping breathing apparatus. Yes. To lie. <laughs> to, to, lie. <laughs> to tell a lie. Yeah. So my favorite part in this episode, though, was when Kane is revealed. Mm-hmm. He cuts off the phone with Gabriel. His wife comes in. Yes. And she's like, oh, hey, I made you uh, these tacos. Taco scramble. Taco scramble. <laughs> Which like, is the greatest thing ever. It's a taco, but with eggs. <laughs> so great. I mean, it just seemed like I was like, oh, this is so like normal every day. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm a quadriplegic and I'm hacking people on the internet and killing right. people. But right. my wife made me taco scramble. Right. <laughs> It was just good times. And then, you know, Alan Ruck showed up because who doesn't love Ferris Bueller's Day Off? My favorite movie, or one of them, I should say. Yeah. Also really funny in Spin City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So shout out to you, Alan. Yeah, I was, I was glad to see him on there. That was a good He's look. He's been doing a lot of TV lately, good actually. Look. And I love him as a villain. Yeah, because you just don't see that coming. Right. Cause and that's so unassuming. Go ahead. He's such a, like, quirky guy. He's mm-hmm. always, you know, because Ferris Bueller. Like, was the characters he's played. Yeah. yeah. And then he's a villain. I right. love it. It's so unassuming. And that's why it's yeah. funny when they show him with his wife, because, like, that's so everyday. Matter of fact, I'm mm-hmm. having, you know, lunch with my wife. And right. I've been checking the stocks and doing that kind of stuff, looking mm-hmm. up my window because I can't leave the house. She opens oh. the window for him. Yeah. And then he's like, no. <laughs> Shut the shades. <laughs> so funny. We like it in the dark. Where's my cats? Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, and, and it's just a cool moment, I thought, because it like set him separately from everyone else. Mm-hmm. But that's cool though, whatever. So, uh, D and I Weatherly shows up, talking with Lily in a little bit, and basically wants her to leave because she's important to everyone and they need her to be home. They need her to be safe because if this goes wrong, mm-hmm. then she could be in serious jeopardy. But she refuses to leave um, because she wants to look after her daughter. Which is cool because we later get some really good moments, I think, with uh, Lillian and her daughter, as you were saying, Lem, and also mm-hmm. with Riley and Lillian. Because, you know, they they have these little conversations where they're talking about, you know, Riley, we find out Riley killed somebody when she was 15. Mm-hmm. She says, she said to her, I was 15 when I shot my mother's boyfriend. Yeah, right? Like, that's no big deal. Well, I mean, she said it was to protect her mother, but it took another 14 years to repair the damage. So either she's 29 years old or she and her mother have had a relationship of a year or two. But I'm just saying, she says this sentence as though so it's... So matter of fact. Yeah, no, like, I, I caught that too. Yeah. And, I caught that and too. Lillian clearly knew about it because she was Clearly. Yeah. Right. So she was like, oh, that's a good point. Like, you were 15 when you shot your mother's right. boyfriend. Okay, we're but she's giving. She's giving her. It's. I mean, it's a good point because she's the perspective of the daughter, mm-hmm. which Lillian needs. You right. know, she needs someone to say, "Hey, listen, I wish my mom would have been honest and told me these things, and mm-hmm. would have been there for me because you know I want that in my life, and I'm sure your daughter wants the same thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Whether or not you're giving it to her, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. You're the one that's choosing to not fix it. If you try to fix it, it's either going to get fixed or you can say you tried. Right. So it's definitely putting the weight on Lillian's shoulders. You know, giving the softer side, forcing her. To do the things that she maybe she has thought about doing, but is scared to do, facing these fears, which is funny to have the thought of Lillian having any kind of fears right. of anything, mm-hmm. especially after the way she handles herself at Cyber Command, yeah, you know, in the previous weeks. Well, there was a, a couple of things I got from that. One, I see, you know, and it, it's been apparent, but I think more apparent in this episode that Riley really looks up to Lillian. Um, Lillian's much like a mentor to her, maybe even like a mother figure, but just, you know, like when she was talking about Lillian's background mm-hmm. to, to Vaughn and just like, yo, everybody knows. Dude, every female agent knows yeah, who exactly. Lillian yeah. is. They all want to be here. Exactly. So, I mean, it was a good moment to kind of see the mentor and like the mentee giving the mentor some advice mm-hmm. for one and her like, oh yeah, exactly. So I thought that was good. And then also, um, it's again, going back to what I said earlier, seeing Lillian in a vulnerable state, you know, even when she wanted to go, and then, you know, the person, you know, that that's over it was like, no, I don't think you should go. She's like, mm, uh, I'm going. Yeah. I'm going. So it's like she had that, not passive aggressive, but she was like, I'm exercising my rights. But at the same time, even though it's not protocol, it's for my family. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that. Yeah. And Vaughn tells her, he's like, it's okay for you to tell her mm-hmm. because it makes you human. It doesn't right. make you weak. Right. So for you to look after the interests of your family, which is a very Vaughn thing to do. Mm-hmm. Vaughn is always the one who's going against protocol, making the judgment call based on what's best for the people involved, not what's best for the cyber command. Exactly. Yeah. And he's telling her to do the same because this is one of those situations where she should make a judgment call and tell her, tell your daughter, hey, you need to get out of town because this is a serious situation. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of the fact there's other mothers and children involved, you need to make this call. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was a cool couple little moments there, I think, with that. And it really gave us some insight. It did. Yeah, it made Lillian a lot less, you know, we see her every week and she's so badass and Mm -hmm. she's so, as you put it, gangster. She's so (laughs) So gangster. She she is. She's amazing. And this week we see that not only is she all of these things, but she is human and vulnerable sometimes and, you know, reacts emotionally. And it was great to see her really as a like complete character. Right. And then also that she's not perfect because as you saw mm-hmm. the interaction with her daughter, there's been some issues where she hasn't been there for her 
probably because of her job, same thing that she's had with her father. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it ends up repeating itself. So she's not perfect. She doesn't have it all together. She doesn't have all the right answers. And you see her daughter kind of resenting her a little bit until we have, you know, the moment at the end, which the painting and that yeah. was so, <sighs> so lovely. What do you think happened with the relationship with the parents, Lillian and her ex-husband? I think it was something along the lines of Lillian's like a workaholic and her dad is not a workaholic and is available and is around and whatever. And that's probably what it was, especially when Lillian tells her daughter, you need to leave. And her daughter's like, why? And she's like, because I said so. And she's like, well, I'm not an employee of yours. You can't mm-hmm. come in here and, and order me around. I think it was just a workaholic mm-hmm. thing. Do I don't think, think there's anything the more. ex-husband's like a very loving, like good fatherly type person? Who's like around and yeah. makes time and like well, I mean, I th- goes to yeah. soccer games and I think it was definitely around more than she was. Right. Um. He, like when she was cooking, he said, "Well, how did you learn that?" And it was she didn't say it, but he was it was implied. It was yeah. it was is her father. So he obviously was there for her. Lillian was not. And I think I agree with you. The whole workaholic thing. I think she's just a very career driven person, mm-hmm. and she you know had put that first and put her daughter and probably family second, which is why the marriage didn't work. If they were married, didn't really say, but mm-hmm. I'm assuming that they were. And then also that the daughter kind of just. Grew Grew up without her mother around, yeah. really not long at all. I mean, we could assume that the father was more of like a stay-at-home sure. slash did something that didn't mm-hmm. involve him He's being a out hipster all the time. Artist. Right. He does live in Marin. Yeah. Right. right. Exactly. And she's a painter. Right. Yeah. Now, the exactly. reason I ask is though in the scene, I don't know if you saw this, but I noticed it right away when she was talking to her daughter. She was like, "How's your father?" Mm-hmm. And you could like the look on her face was like a very loving, very like, "I miss him." Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm unfortunate what happened. Mm-hmm. I still love him. Kind of look to me, not so much like a look of disdain, like you know, it, it ended badly. Right. More so that he left because he couldn't handle anymore all her working so mm-hmm. she kept working to fill that void but then there's still a lot of love for that right i think no, i, 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 I assumed it was also more of like she had to move for her work and their lives were in california because mm-hmm. they live in angel falls virginia i believe is yeah. where angel's from? bluff sure angel something <laughs> right outside of dc sure right in some fake made-up city it might not be fake it might be real <laughs> you know what if it's real, I think you should go onto the iTunes. You should. Nice. And you should let us know. <laughs> is the city that U.S. Cyber Command in, is filmed in or supposedly is, is it real city in Virginia? Can we find out? You know how you can find out? Go how to iTunes. You? you can go to iTunes. You can go to iTunes. That was a question. I'm looking for an answer. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that part of the show that you all know and love so much where I like to talk about a little thing we like to call the iTunes. That was the smoothest transition you've ever done so far. Thank you. Yeah. The iTunes is a great, <laughs> great place for technology. It's a great place to find podcasts from AfterBuzz TV. Yes. What? Like over 70 podcasts. with Over a lot of 70? I know. We've got a new one for Resurrection and like Believe. Yes. You're probably going to see one too for Chasing Marie Menounos coming yes. up. Yes. Uh, yes. All that's going to be available. I'm doing Hell's Kitchen tomorrow. Hell's brand Kitchen new, tomorrow. Brand happening. new. It's all available. You can watch Lemon Eye on Black Sales. Yes. Yes. Finale this weekend. Yes. Stoked. All for free. We do this for free because we love doing this for free for you. And we love and wearing beers and button-up shirts. Beers and button-up shirts. And, and hanging out ties. with yell. Thank you. Always yell. Don't forget Martin in the booth dropping the beats. Yeah. Oh, there's a clause <laughs> I love. Thank you guys for tuning in. Go on to our podcast. Check it out. Leave us a rating. Five stars is the best. Leave us some comments, questions, concerns. You can also hit us up on YouTube because I like to post on YouTube a lot. Yeah, you do. I don't post videos ever on YouTube, but I love to post comments. You're I'm that com- guy. I'm yeah. like a comment bomber. You're a comment So hog. if you leave a comment, there's a chance I'm going to comment back. Yeah, no, there's a 100% chance yeah. he's going to comment back. 95, <laughs> depending on how busy I am that week. Right. He'll but still the, respond. There's right. a good chance that I'll, within the week I'll get back to you. <laughs> iTunes is where it's at. Hit us up. Let's move right along. Let's move it.
moving right along. So we can't forget about our boys in the lab this week. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out what's going on. Trying to work out the mysteries of the bombs. I just want to say that I really, I mean, and we've seen it in time and time again, I think more so in more recent episodes, but the demographic between those two in there, the father and son duo, I really like how they work together. Mm-hmm. Um, where else, I mean, obviously this is a show, it's a fictional show, but I like how they bring that element together because it is a familial element. And, um, you know, and just like even with, they bring stuff kind of intermittently in between with like some of the characters like Lillian with her daughter before we saw her with her father in mm-hmm. previous episodes. But I like that demographic, you know, Nelson, of course, is the man. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm not, I don't have the man crush like you do, but I am definitely falling for him. Well, I told you I was excited yeah. this week because right. uh, PJ started following me on Twitter. Yeah. Like, that was the highlight of my week right there. <laughs> so... Trying to get, I'm still trying to get him on the show. We'll see. I'll keep bugging him. We yeah. need to get him on the show every week. That I'm would keep, be dope. I'm gonna to keep him bugging him. So, yeah. well, he's your your first step is there. I'm, I'm halfway there. I can private, right. message, private message him now. <laughs> oh shoot, that's that might be crossing the line. I don't want to get unfriended right. too soon. Right, give it at least a week to exactly. settle in. Anyway, it's regardless because they're in the, they're in the lab. They're yes. trying to figure out what's going on, and they thought about the steps that they need to deliver a nuclear attack or mm-hmm. whatever the, they're trying to do here mm-hmm. and they said you know what they need a third person we need to figure out who that third person is mm-hmm. insert Eric boom boom aka Kevin <laughs> Kevin Shandry if you will who's uh, also in witness protection and they found him based on searching San Francisco people in witness protection one guy's in jail for beating his wife one guy's mm-hmm. in the ICU for a disease that leaves Kevin slash Eric. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call him Eric for the rest of the show because that's yeah. what I wrote down. And that's sure. his fake name. We don't know what he does, but I mean, we do know what he does because we later find out. But we don't know like why he's imperative to the plot at this point. Yeah, because time. it was clear that he wasn't like an exterminator. The first right. guy he wasn't a chemist. He wasn't, wasn't a skill that he had. Skill right. set. He was just the only person in San Francisco <laughs> who wasn't in jail or in uh, the ICU. No, 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 no. They, they. He wasn't the only one. No, no. He's the. He was the only guy in that they hadn't found. That, that they hadn't found. Yeah. yeah. But there was a reason they picked him. Right. There's a very important reason yeah. that they picked right, him. Right. 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 Which we're gonna talk about in like two seconds. <gasps> we're not there yet. It? I'm gonna leave oh. it on the edge. No. Oh shoot! I'm gonna dangle the carrot <laughs> on my stick as I ride my mule <laughs> <Nice>. to explosions. <laughs> so this part was actually really cool to me too. When they go over to Kevin's house, Eric's mm-hmm. house, trying to figure out what happened because his wife was like, acting weird. Mm-hmm. He was paying some bills and then he took off. Mm-hmm. And I'm all like, dude, it was his computer. It was his computer. I'm yelling at the TV. It's his computer. Look at his computer. Vaughn's like, screw that. Let's use the Xbox. <laughs> And he does a cyber rendering based on the image of the Xbox, which is currently recording. It makes me, like, not want to have Xbox in my house. Or, like, any technology that Gabriel Vaughn has accessed. Because I'm afraid that the NSA is watching me. Let now me, that I've been hanging out with Yell too long. Let me explain to you that they can use any camera that you have. So your computer has a camera, your phone has a camera. They can open that camera and look. I mean, apparently you can turn your phone off of silent in someone's pocket so I can't use the camera. No, I'm telling you they can. They've been able to do this for years. In fact, SVU and NCIS have both used this in previous episodes years ago. The Xbox? No, but anything with a camera. camera. Xbox has a camera. Right. If you have the attachment. Luckily, I don't have the attachment for the Xbox, so I'm safe. I do. I'm not safe. (laughs) You're not safe. Well, stop hanging out with Yell because the NSA <laughs> is monitoring her activities on yeah, a daily basis. <laughs> but it was cool. Well, I like the cyber rendering. And he reads the computer screen and he finds out that they are trying to head to Alamo Park, which mm-hmm. we've determined is not Alamo Park. So save it. It's Alamo Square. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's not. It's Alamo Park is what it said on the screen because I wrote it down. Alamo Park. 
right. Well, there's maybe that's Al- why it was. Maybe that's why it looked different. Maybe there's because an Alamo was, Square and an Alamo there Park. There isn't. Maybe there is an Alamo Park and they made it up for the show. And that's why it didn't look like Alamo Square. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. And silence. That's the best thing you've said the whole episode. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. They end up at Alamo wherever. And <laughs> the Alamo. The Alamo. There's right. a, they're at the basement of the Alamo. Right, exactly. Looking for Pee Wee's bike. <laughs> anyway, they're at the Alamo place. And we get our killers that are... Our, Involved killers, and the other words are actually killers. Uh, they meet up. Anton meets up with Eric, and they're switching the package. They both have guns. They're mm-hmm. both at a standoff. Anton's like, listen, you're going to get a phone call. I need you to give me the phone so I can talk to him because my wife and kids. And it's mm-hmm. all about everyone's wife and kids. Mm-hmm. He's playing on their emotions, which is a great villain move. Mm-hmm. Give him motivation. Now, I have a question. I know we touched on it a little bit earlier, but what is the real reason do you think that he used people in the witness protection? Like, um, do you think because he has something over them? Because these are people, obviously, that their identities had to be changed. They had they to have move. A history. So do you think he used that to play against them? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think he chose people that are that would be easily manipulated because they have so much that they're protecting. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, they have a past. I mean, the very first guy, uh, Vincent, he used to work for the mafia. And mm-hmm. he, like, basically turned against them and ratted everyone out. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not against the realm of possibility that these people are going to come back after him and threaten him with their family so he's going to do whatever they want to sort of leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and they were using all these threats of family and that kind of stuff to get them to do whatever they wanted. So that's why. Okay. I was just yeah. checking. Yeah. I was just checking. Good call. Okay. We're on the same page now. Okay. Perfect. Picking it up at the park. Both have guns. Get the phone call but it's actually Anton who gets the phone call and he says, listen, you need to get out of here because it's a trouble of brewing. Mm-hmm. Using the video cameras in Alamo wherever, quote unquote park slash square <laughs> slash sla- neither slash they're... neither slash LA basement Alamo <laughs> basement because they're on their way. Vaughn and Riley they show up because they check the computer running through the park. I was a little disappointed that Eric got away. Were you? Yeah, I was hoping they were going to catch him. Yeah, but then I was hoping it was going to be like that wasn't the actual bomb or like mm-hmm. some kind of twist that was a little bit different than what it was. But I think it shows, like, they can't, I mean, you know, we've talked before about them just being able to do whatever they want. Superhuman you know, Superhuman powers or whatever. So I think it's good that somebody got away because it's like, okay, we're not perfect. Sure. Yeah, that's cool. And Riley saves Vaughn again. Of course. Because they get shot at and she tackles him. Like, get out of the way! Which is, it was a bad shot anyway. But, right. you know, and then I'm assuming that Anton got killed. The, yeah. Because he got shot twice and. Right. Oh, no, he was dead. He was dead. Maybe. Don't he sign. was dead. We'll, we'll just say that he was in a worse state for the wear. Well, I mean, uh, Kane says it's a kill or be killed situation. Like, you, I've gotten you as far as I can. Kill or be killed. He was killed. And he's dead. Yeah. It's cool. So we're back at the uh, fake cyber command in the airport hangar that isn't SFO. Nope. Uh, some other <laughs> random airport hangar. It's probably in Burbank. Oakland. It's Oakland. Right? It was not Oakland Airport. <laughs> Oakland, Santa Monica Airport, maybe. Well, private jets go out of. It was Toronto. The Van whole Nuys. thing was shot in Toronto. Van Nuys. Yeah, it was Van Nuys Airport. Is there an airport in Van Nuys? Yeah. Yes. Oh, then it was in the Van Nuys Airport. <laughs> we have no idea. We're just making this up. Don't listen to anything that we say other than the show. That part's relevant and important. Right. And so, none of that was San Francisco. Cool. <laughs> Moving right along. So we get this taped phone call again because they contact him and they're using the cameras against each other. 
uh, we have Cain and Gabriel mm-hmm. going one-on-one, if you will. It's a battle of wits. Mm-hmm. And they're recording this. They're playing this recording back over and over. You know, they figured out that he's using this uh, drinking, breathing apparatus, um, section tube thing, mm-hmm. which is intake only. And they figured that he has probably some kind of disability. Mm-hmm. So that's how they start looking for him. And they also, so they basically are narrowing it down. Hey, there's this many people with these disabilities. And they also hear a foghorn. Mm-hmm. Riley does. Riley hears yes. the foghorn in the background after hearing it on the tape when she's talking to Lillian. Mm-hmm. Is that San Francisco? Is there a foghorn in San Francisco? Not on the Golden Gate Bridge. It wasn't on the Golden Gate Bridge. She said it was on the Golden Gate Bridge. No, I thought she said it was. It was the famous one. Where's the famous one at? Near the Golden Gate Bridge. They can be heard in these three cities. There is no foghorn. And it's not cities. It's neighborhood city. Okay, fine. Whatever. Three neighborhoods. Whatever. Moving on. I need your help in the San Francisco relative. <laughs> I told you it's not there. Keep okay. going. Well, there's a foghorn that they hear in the episode uh-huh. that is relevant to the episode because they figure that they can narrow down the search by people that live in these neighborhoods mm-hmm. that can hear the foghorn and also people that have permits for disabilities and also that he has a T3 connection line because his internet is bomb. Because <laughs> you can hack the government. You've got Sweden. I wonder what provider he has. <laughs> I mean, I'm just wondering if I can get that hook up at my house. I'm going to just make a safe assumption that if it's San Francisco, it's probably Comcast. Because I own San Francisco. Yeah. Pretty much. Comcast Stadium up there. Anyway, so there's only one person. Jonathan Kane. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Like we one did, person. There's only one option. So mm-hmm. it clearly narrows down who they're looking for. So they show up at his house, and they bust in. So I was like, what's the meaning of this? And they find out that it's too late, because Eric is already on his way to a shareholders meeting for Jennings Pharmaceutical. Mm-hmm. Insert why he was picked, because he's a shareholder on the board at Jennings Pharmaceutical, a company that was research and development for this, uh, what, what was the chemical cause of what he had? Uh, I wrote it down and then... Yeah, I can't even read it, because I can't even... Atraxia was the last part. Uh, minors. Minors Atraxia. Yeah, there you go. Caused his disabilities because of a chemical accident he had when he was in college. He was an athlete. He was a runner. And they're waiting for the bomb to go off. They find out that Eric has the case. Mm-hmm. And they get there. They're chasing him down. And there's only a minute 30 left in the bomb. Are you scared? I'm terrified. I'm terrified, too. Um, dun, dun, dun. At this point, I loved that when they when everyone's running and they tackle Eric... And he's like, no, they're going to kill my family. He tells him, like, no, we got the guy. You're safe. And then Eric is like, oh, it's over there. Bob's over there. Yeah. Go get it. Well, that's, I mean. That never happens in shows. For whatever reason, they never, like, the Patsy never gets to tell them, like, oh. This is why I'm doing it. I'm just a Patsy. It's fine. Don't kill me. Yeah. I'm giving up. I just don't let my family die. It's never like that. And so I loved that. Oh, okay. You liked it. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, well, what, you didn't like it? No, I loved it. I loved that they showed us him saying, I'm mm-hmm. not a bad guy. And they're like, we know. Right. We're not here for you. We're here for the case. Yeah. Where's the case? Where's the case? There it is. And boys back at the lab being boys coming up with an extreme cold CO2 extreme heat explosion. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And then the bo- it's going to explode, by the way. Don't forget that part. Yeah. When you throw it in the furnace. I did like that part, though. Um, but they're running, and Vaughn grabs a, a, table. a table and protects Riley. I was so disappointed in her. Usually she is the one on him. But she was in front running fast. Right. Yeah. It's not like her to forget about him. 
Oh, well, she didn't forget about she him. She forgot about him. You think so? Yeah, she ran for her life and didn't care. Okay. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I was <laughs> no, like, she's Why dead you serious. I'm dead serious. <laughs> no, it was great. I loved it. And the scene, just seeing him protecting her under the table mm-hmm. with that the moment. fire, that was beautiful. The flame. It, it I was, felt like Lem. Yes. You felt the love? <laughs> and that's fine because it was love. After the love, we shift to our final scene, which is unusual for us because we're used to seeing scenes that have a Riley Vaughn moment mm-hmm. where they're talking about some things that happen or a little mm-hmm. softer side. This week, we get a softer side of Lillian. Yeah. She's having dinner with her daughter who learned how to cook, who drinks wine. You know, you get a couple She's glasses 21. of wine. She's 21. <laughs> right. She's legal to drink, sort of. Check her ID. <laughs> and she shows her the painting that she made. And it was when she was a little girl. And they went to a lighthouse. They're holding hands. And there's a tear. And then she grabs her mom's hand. And then they're posing exactly like the picture. And then Lem got a smile on his face and wrote a poem about it. I did. I did. He wrote a poem about it. I know. (laughs) So it was good. It was a new ending moment. So they're making some transitions. Again, they're adding more characters. Mm -hmm. Or at least they're using the characters they've added more. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're shifting the focus. They're giving everyone a little bit of time. And they're also expanding the actor's abilities. Because they're showing more of Lillian's acting range. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, she's a great actress. She's got a ton of range. So it's good to see her besides being just a hard ass all the time. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Definitely. It was a good ending. I liked it. Yeah. It was a good episode. It was a great episode. It was. Ken and Gabriel, episode 10 of Intelligence, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. There you have it. So what we need to do at this point is do a little thing we like to call prediction. Oh, yeah. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. So we got a couple things going on next week. Yeah, we do. We've Excited. Got, we've got Octavius Johnson. Yes. In the episode 11 the gray hat who will be joining us on the panel to talk about episode 11 yeah we also have got a technological criminal genius Mm -hmm. and he's looking kind of (laughs) gangster got the earrings and everything he's looking gangster yes yes so uh what's happening next week um i think i think it's gonna be really exciting to see octavius finally in the show Mm -hmm. um and i think that uh He's going to end up at the end being like, oh, maybe I should um, stop my criminal ways and work for Cyber Command. That's my guess. Really? That's my prediction. Mm. So you think uh, if we're looking at a season two, he might show up on a regular basis? Maybe a few times, yeah. I think he'll be a recurring. We'd like to see that. Yeah. For sure. Done. Lem? Hmm. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. Um, I I definitely think... um, He's gonna. I mean, he's gonna be the main character in this episode, uh, the main villain, or what, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. I do think it'll be a different spin on things because I think that the characters they have have had some range, but they've been kind of the same type of person. Um, and I think this brings a different element because he's young. Um, like you said, he's dressing gangster. Mm-hmm. He's got the hat, the earrings. So, but he's this genius, supposedly, mm-hmm. according to what they were showing in the in the preview. So, I think it'll be interesting how they handle it. I think they're gonna come across some things that they haven't come across before. Um, Uh, Some challenges maybe that they haven't seen simply because it's a different type of villain or character or what have you. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for it. I'm definitely excited. I'm excited to see Octavius do his thing. Um, I don't, I, I don't think he's going to be a recurring role only because it just doesn't fit the format of the show Mm -hmm. and how the show's been going. So that's the only reason why I think that it won't, but you know, they've been surprising us here and there. So I don't know, but Uh, I'm looking for some hacker skills next week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking for him to maybe get involved in some kind of hacking of things that are. A little bit on the, the shady side, mm-hmm. showing his genius skills off. And, you know, I want to see more Nelson. 
Of course you do. That's all I want. I really That's hope that uh, next week they play a little bit with the fact that he is so young and that they play a little bit with the, like, you know, he's helping them or he's the villain or whatever. They have to babysit a bit. I don't know. I just think it would be fun to see. We're going to find out next yeah. week. We are going to find out. Did I think that was a good show, and that wraps us up here at AfterBuzz TV Studios for Intelligence. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what? Why don't you tell us where they can find you, Yell? Um, the people can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. And on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at yelltegel. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Lem, where can the people find you, sir? Well, when I'm not at home, you can find me <laughs> on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at the Poet Saint all day because I write poems about AfterBuzz TV and about intelligence and love and love. Lillian Strand's love. tears, yes, hand holding daughters on the beach, right? Riley shooting her mom, <laughs> mom's boyfriend. Whatever. Somebody got <laughs> shot by Riley again. <laughs> and as always, you guys can find me at Orion Hooks ninety two. Uh, on the Facebook, on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Snapchat, and at AfterBuzz TV all the time. All yeah. the time. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. This is Intelligence, Episode 10, Cain and Abel. Ryan, Yell, Lem, Martin dropping the beats. Thank you so much Sorry. for us. We I was, was going to play the out. outro music, but it's not playing, so we're just going to go with silence. And oh, coolness. AfterBuzz TV, AfterBuzz TV, AfterBuzz TV, AfterBuzz TV. Executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.